Today I'll be talking about an important yet overlooked incident in American history, the Tulsa Race Massacre. Last month marked the 99th anniversary of this disturbing event. To give a little context, after the Civil War, ex-slaves were forced into de facto labor through an insidious system called sharecropping. Sharecropping effectively coerced blacks into working for white families, many of them being their former slave owners. Sharecropping, as well as Jim Crow laws, impoverished the black community. So, some black families migrated to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And there, through hard work and decades of savings, they invested into a community that would later become a prosperous district known as Greenwood. Greenwood was special because in the 20th century, it was one of the few affluent black areas in the entire United States. Civil rights activist Booker T. Washington nicknamed Greenwood the Black Wall Street. It was a safe haven for blacks, and many moved there to live a stable life, including black veterans returning after World War I ended. However, all of it would come burning down one day. And that day was May 30th, 1921. That day, there was an incident in the office building where a black man named Dick Rowland tripped and accidentally grabbed onto a white woman named Sarah Page. There are many disputed accounts of what happened that day, but whatever the case, Page screamed, which alerted the local police. Roland was arrested, and the local newspapers quickly detailed how he had ripped the skirt of Page's dress. They meant it literally, but back then, the phrase, rip the skirt, was a euphemism for sexual assault. And word of this spread to the white community in Tulsa, which was already jealous of Greenwood's wealth. A white mob took up arms and drove to the courthouse to lynch Roland. In response, an armed black crowd showed up to defend him. Shots were fired and a firefight ensued, with the black crowd retreating back into Greenwood. The white mob followed, and now they were officially reinforced by the local police. No surprise there. They easily outgunned the black defenders, and what followed was an orgy of unimaginable, brutal violence. When they entered the city, whites set up a machine gun on a hill and fired upon a black church, slaughtering everyone sheltering inside. White vigilantes dragged black people from their homes and shot them on the street. White rioters looted black-owned businesses and stores, and the local law enforcement they flew six privately owned biplanes, which dropped explosives onto homes and workplaces in Greenwood. Airplanes were bombing American cities. Finally, the Oklahoma National Guard arrived to quell the riots after local police informed them of the quote-unquote Negro uprising. The National Guard arrested and detained 6,000 black residents of Greenwood, and not a single white man was convicted or arrested. And when the black people were finally released, they found that their homes had been burned down. Everything they and their parents worked for was destroyed by the racist, wicked white mobs. Over 300 black people were massacred. 300. Greenwood was deemed unlivable due to the extent of the lootings, pillaging, and arson. A local government official, Tate Brady, who was a member of the Ku Klux Klan, sabotaged any plans to rebuild Greenwood. Today, Greenwood is a highway in Tulsa. There's not a single memorial that 
reminds the civilians there of what happened a century ago. I looked through the entire glossary of my APUS history textbook and found not a single mention of this event, not a single sentence describing what happened that day. It's disturbing that history like this is not widely taught in US schools. How is society supposed to become more in inclusive if we don't acknowledge past wrongdoings? I hope this informed anyone listening in on one of the horrific episodes of racial violence directed towards the Black American community, a marginalized group that continues to suffer from systemic racism today.